Welcome to the e-commerce lab by Ecomsi. This is the place for everything related to Amazon's private label and e-commerce. Learn exactly what you need to start or scale your business. Get insights from the top industry experts who will discuss the latest trends and best practices in the world of Amazon. From choosing products and sourcing from a supplier to setting up your Amazon account and marketing your business, you will hear it here. Let's get started. Here is your host, Vincenzo Toscano. Hello, guys. Welcome to another episode of the Commerce Lab by Ecomsi, the place of everything related to Amazon, FBA, private level, and e-commerce. My name is Vincenzo Toscano, your host, founder and CEO of Ecomsi. And today we bring another special guest. Her name is Sarah, and she's the founder and CEO of Ecomerce. Ecomerce, that's right. <laughs> uh, where they specialize on everything that has to do with actually supporting you succeed on Amazon. Uh, they are experts when it comes to PPC strategy and much more and actually sarah is going to be speaking about what they do at the agency today and on top of that today's topic is going to be interesting one because i know she has a lot of experience when it comes to ppc so i'm very eager to learn more about what she's been doing in in the last few months what has been working for her what are some of the strategies she would recommend for us uh, to try into the amazon ppc platform and go from there so before we jump into that sarah i want to welcome you to the show how are you doing Hi, Vincenzo, and hi, everyone. Thank you very much for having me today. I'm doing well. Sunny weather, summer, so it's happy times. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, having a good time, I think, in Portugal, right? <laughs> yeah, I've been in Portugal for a week, so it's very sunny and nice weather and a lot of festivities and events. So Wow, I'm so jealous. Not... Here in London, is, is, we're in summer, but somehow it's still 21 degrees and no sun, so I don't know what is happening. <laughs> it's hard in summer. <laughs> Come for on. Sure. Yeah. yeah but thank you thank you for being on the show it's a pleasure and sure. um, um i think we met for the first time actually in istanbul yes. about a month ago uh, over the, in the world e-commerce forum it yeah. was a very interesting event and yes from there i got to learn about you your company and what you do and that's why i wanted to bring you on the show and and you know before we jump into all the technicality of PPC, which I'm pretty sure people is eager to learn from you, I think we can start with you. And it would be nice to you know learn about who is Sarah and how you got started yeah. into the e-commerce and what made you find your your agency. Yeah. Yeah. So as you presented me, I'm Sarah Sarah Matala, uh, currently based in Luxembourg. Uh, I'm a founder of e-commerce, and what we do is we help brands and sellers launch and scale on Amazon marketplaces globally. Uh, we manage everything about SEO, listing, content, uh, strategy, PPC advertising, and everything about Amazon troubleshooting. So uh, actually, I'm, I'm working in this field now for uh, over seven year, years. Uh, I've been working before with uh, well-known uh, established uh, Amazon agencies uh, in Europe. Uh, and then I created my own small venture e-commerce. Uh, it's been now four, five months. So it's yeah, uh, it's, yeah it's still in the beginning, but uh, um, everything is doing uh, great so far. Um, so yeah, this is a little bit of me. Uh, originally, I come from Tunisia, but I've been in Luxembourg uh, since now seven years and a half. I love it so far. Little tiny country but it's very international and uh, you never feel you know 
you don't belong. You belong from day one. <laughs> All the nationalities there. Uh, also, Amazon headquarters uh, there, which is the Amazon headquarters in Europe. So you can see Amazonians everywhere around you. So you feel you belong to the place where actually this is where you uh, offer the service to your clients and brands globally everywhere. Yeah. But at the same time, the Amazon headquarters offices that are just in your neighborhoods. You see Amazonian yeah. people everywhere. And it's like the spirit of, um, you know, globalization and internationalization and uh, e-commerce everywhere in the city in a way or another. So it's doing uh, great so far. Wow, what a journey. I love <laughs> it. And I think the, the beauty of that is that, you know, you've been through the whole journey of, you know, working for an agency. Now you have your own agency. Yes. So I bet that tell you a lot about, you know, all the things that you need to consider to basically help Amazon brand succeed and in, into the whole marketplace and I mean seven years in the space it, it, is is a lot like and, and the reason why I say that is because myself every single week and I bet when you are going to LinkedIn on the social media platform every one week is like a lot of things change imagine in yeah. seven years exactly exactly <laughs> like, I, I was there when a lot of things were launched for the first time like Amazon yeah. brand stores exactly. and so on like mm -hmm. when you start at the beginning where you actually work so hard to convince clients to launch their own brand store and then they tell you what's this I'm, I, I yeah don't they don't know I'm gonna <laughs> You know, and, and look where it is now, brand store uh, and the use of brand store, and especially when you link it with sponsored brand campaigns and how much com uh, it, traffic, attraction, and especially help you uh, to cross-sell your all of your range of your products. And it's like a mini branding website for you on Amazon. So a lot of things changed and um, progressed and a lot of evolution on everything we, we manage and we uh, do on Amazon every single day. It's true. Awesome. Awesome. Now, um, based on, you know, this extensive experience you have on PPC, I'm very uh, keen to now start, you know, the conversation around the topic because, you know, PPC is also something that every single week keeps changing in terms of, you know, things that people saying things that work, things that don't work, new tools being shown into, into, into the ecosystem like Amazon Stream or Amazon Marketing Cloud or, yeah. or different type of targeting, etc. So I think we can start the conversation about what, what are some maybe the trends you've been seeing in the last few months in terms of PPC? And and what I mean with trends is maybe uh, based on your experience that you see mm -hmm. more and more that uh, having, for example, sponsored brands and sponsored display is becoming more a, a part of your strategy or you still believe mm -hmm. sponsored pro is really the way to go. And, and, you know, we can start with this yeah. and then we yeah. can go from there. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. Well, to be honest with you, uh, Trends is actually depends on how the brand uh, or yeah. the, the marketer in general, how wh what's there for foreseeing to the brand, to the success of the brand based on the data they have. So yeah. to strategize your PPC campaigns, it really depends on where you want to go. What's your goal? If it's actually to grow sales or actually to grow visibility and brand awareness. So all of these fall into how you, you want to grow your brand. Uh, what's your really main goal? again so um what 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 i actually recently have been seeing a lot and actually it's been since let's say late last year but especially uh by the beginning of uh, 2023 which is everything about videos it's mm -hmm. becoming something very very mm -hmm. like trendy to see very interesting a lot of brands now are very aware of the importance mm -hmm. of using videos in their campaigns and this is, can be uh of course in the sponsored brand videos which have been here like 
since a couple of years, but also the sponsored display now videos, which recently launched uh, uh, in addition to the sponsored display where you can put your image in the ad, yeah. but now you can also put your video. And this is actually to emphasize on the importance of how dynamic video of like six to 45 seconds can be so mm -hmm. important to promote your product, but not only your product, your whole brand or range of products. And a lot of brands now, even with a mini, like a small budget, they still can create a promoting video for all their, let's say, best sellers. And they put yeah. it there with just focusing maybe on one product, but it's still somehow mm -hmm. a way of cross-selling. Uh, so it's, it's, it's great to have a, like an agency helping you with creatives and dynamics or someone in-house graphic designer who's dedicated. Because for now, everything about images, videos, um, it's the best way uh, to sell and to promote your product. Especially yeah. to convert, uh, because in any way, bidding and getting higher and higher with time, with yeah. seasons, and especially we're just out of prime, going now to yeah. back to school soon in September, then to a high traffic Q4 with uh, maybe another prime, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, Christmas. So it's a very, very busy time, and you're going to invest anyway. To be uh, yeah. to increase your organic search, to increase your um, you know the conversion in general and your branding, yeah. so it's better to invest it on the right way and know how how to use your ads. Yeah, so for I sure. think videos are very very important, especially for your best sellers. Yeah. If you want to scale, you need to create a great few videos, yeah. uh, different not, places. Not just, a, not just a canvas video or very basic, like do a proper video. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. proper video with lifestyle, with some movements, with maybe some models, or just put the video on, on its place, how you're going to use yeah. it. Uh, and few seconds and it can do the job. And the, the other great thing about sponsored uh, brand videos, let's say, is the placement on the, on the search results pages. Uh, it takes a place of three, four, you know, products, uh, so normally sponsored product campaigns or uh, mm -hmm. of organic, you know, uh, product uh, um, placement. And in that yeah. case, you're actually taking a great placement in the middle of, your, of the search, uh, the first search result first page and that can give great visibility to your brand to your product and it can actually in any way the, the video will be um auto playing so you don't yeah. need the customer to click on it so it's yeah. really worth worth the, all the money you will put in there yeah and, and and something that i actually wanted to ask you about video campaigns is i think uh, another mistake I also see, uh, and maybe you correct me yeah. uh, here, is that people, when they launch video campaigns, um, they try to do all the keywords at once. They try to take all the keywords they've been doing for sponsored products to video yeah. campaigns. Um, from my experience, and maybe you agree here, is that yeah. I rather focus on my top three, five keywords, and that's it, right? Uh, and I wanted to hear your take on here. How you usually select what are the keywords you're going to use for video campaigns, yeah. for example? Exactly what the point you know talking about is so valid because yeah. video campaigns in any way is going to be expensive in terms of yeah. placement, bidding. So putting it in a broad way, putting a lot of keywords, it will not help you, uh, you know, uh, yeah. uh, grow or I don't know, make most of it, you yeah. know. It would so be just a waste, yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. It's better to be selective. I would say I start with the 10 top keywords nice. uh, and I would really go with the phrase match. Okay. Uh, not go broad uh, because it will be too much broad and you might not yeah. attract the right customer who's looking for your product and okay. for exact it might be in the beginning so much expensive when it comes to bidding because it's really exact. Yeah. 
Exactly. Yeah. So the uh, so I would rather always go in the midway, which is a phrase less expensive bidding and uh, more actually uh, visibility and higher okay. conversion rate when it comes to, of course, broad. So I go like that, 10 keywords, you know, and then start to optimize 10, 15, not max in the beginning. Okay. And maybe okay. I focus more bidding on the, let's say, top five keywords where I feel they're most related and relevant to my product and to the search, you know, uh, result and what the customer is coming actually to look for. And from yeah. there, I take it. Optimization is the key always. Uh, yeah. So when the, you just launch a campaign, I would really do regular visits to see the performance, yeah. what is it about, uh, how much impressions its keyword brought you, um, click through I think rate. you can even see, if I'm not mistaken, the amount of time they watch of the video, right? Uh, and you can use uh, also the yeah. metric to see if the video is actually good or not. Yeah, exactly. engagement, basically. Exactly, yeah. engagement, exactly. And yeah, and you take it from there. If you find, of course, keywords are not converting, you've, you, you're receiving okay. high clicks, but actually no conversion, you're spending some money. So it's better you take that and put it on other keywords with more yeah. conversion and you negate those or you post them or you decrease the bid. It's really based on your strategy. If you nice. want really more, actually more focusing on conversion as like uh, converting that into sales or more actually on to visibility and brand awareness about your new launch, maybe. Okay. Um, so, so, so yeah. Talking, yeah, that, that's very interesting. And, and actually, I bet a lot of questions that sometimes people have mm -hmm. with the campaigns is when is the right time to launch them? Because maybe you are on a launch phase, you are on a consolidation phase, more profitability phase. So um, would you say this is something that you need to be careful when you launch them because of the cost? Or you always advise have them active regardless of your the phase you are as a seller? Okay, yeah, it's a very good question. Uh, actually, I would always start with sponsored products when it comes to okay. a new launch product because you need also to see uh, the customer search, you know, reports, uh, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. and see what what are the main keywords and search terms that the customer is looking for. What are the main ones that bring in you high impressions, click through rate? Because you want to really understand how's your campaign performing including that product that you're selling now. So running this for a few weeks, a month to have an idea about your product performance, uh, search, you know, results, how the, uh, the customers are falling into your ad, will give you an idea how to strategize later your uh, manual campaigns, including, of yeah. course, the, the video campaign. So I would rather not go immediately with the video campaign because this needs more, uh, you know, brain. Uh, yeah, that. And of course, as, as we said, it would be a bit expensive, high bidding. So you rather be sure where you're going to spend uh, the money on the right keywords. So I go with automatic campaigns, see how it goes, take the data, use the data then to structure uh, manual campaigns uh, and bid into uh, on keywords and of course products. Nice. Yeah. So then uh, now that we're talking about the launch phase, you will say that when launching a product for the first time, you wouldn't do actually manual. You will only focus on auto campaigns to, to harvest data, right? And then move that into manual, right? Yeah. Um, auto for sure. Campaigns okay. also automatic. Uh, but also depends if you had that product before. Exactly. Maybe new variation, maybe new just style, but you have already. So you already know. Exactly. Yeah. You have already worked with that category. If you did, then you already have some background. What are the main mm -hmm. keywords, the search terms to convert, maybe suggest a new style or whatever. Mm -hmm. 
but if it's completely new product, new category, it's very, very safe to start with the auto campaign, even for two weeks, just to see okay. how, how does it feel, what it's doing, and then go to the manual where you need to strategize. Because you can gather a lot of keywords and search terms from everywhere. You can go to mm -hmm. tools like Helion 10 and see yeah. other products and competitors, what they're doing. You can uh, see what Amazon suggestion to you when you put the product and, you know, setting up the campaign. You can gather this data from anywhere. But I always have, um, I'm always curious on my personal touch and understanding by launching by myself the first, you know, uh, this the first campaign to see yeah. what the performance and what are the data I'm gathering. With that, couple of weeks, then gathering all the other data I'm having from tools, from our, the other competitors, and so on, so I can can help me in general create uh, um, a plan for the manual campaigns. But I would yeah, rather I always be in the beginning safe, especially if you have a brand or client with a very limited budget, so you need yeah. to be people where to use it. Yeah. Good. And uh, when it comes to manual, um because this is also a question that sometimes uh, people ask me is they usually say, oh, should I go only for Exat or should I go for Exat phrase and broad? Or some people even prefer only Exat and broad because broad sometimes can cover the phrase spectrum as well. What is your yeah. uh, uh, usual experience with that? What, what would your advice be? What type of targeting to do? Well, broad is very important and a lot of yeah. people love, uh, but again, I'm not a big fan of broad, to be honest, when it comes to PPC. Okay. I'm always uh, looking into uh, the, how to say, it, the return on ad spend yeah. and on your efforts you're going to put, and especially if you're dealing with a limited budget. So I always look for what can bring me more clicks, more conversion. Yeah. So I will always go uh, with phrase and, and uh, exact. Sometimes it's necessary to go with the broad uh, mm -hmm. to just understand you know what you're looking for and uh, how the customer is searching but it's if it's you're already familiar with the product and you yeah. want to just set up the right structure of campaigns and the right plan um i i limit my uh, keywords much into just phrase and uh, exact phrase and exact nice yeah. and and i bet also now that we're talking about this phrase and exact and our question we i actually always get is a negation some people say oh you no. should actually negate all your exact keywords into phrase. Some people say don't negate it, just leave, let it be and just have a bit hierarchy so the exact has more higher bits mm -hmm. than the phrase so they don't compete. And I wanted to hear your tale. Like, based on your experience, would you prefer to whatever you do in exact negative on phrase or you just prefer to leave it open and then just optimize based on bits? What you prefer with it? Yeah, exactly. I would prefer to leave it like that and optimize on bits. Because you never know about the timing, you never know about what's happening uh, for in that product category with other competitors, with pricing, with other factors you cannot control, and you will never see in front of you on your data and reports. So for me, sometimes negating it's like uh, completely uh, removing an opportunity that could be uh, yeah. bringing you sale or impressions or even like some sales that you will never see, but uh, the yeah. hell you know, of sales that you or can It could sell. be just a keyword that you're not converting well now, but you will in the future when you have more reviews, you know? Exactly. So. The only keywords really that I go and completely negate if something not re relevant completely mm -hmm. or something okay. is so broad, completely broad. Okay. It's related, but let's say, uh, I don't know, a mouse and it's just a mouse. Okay. Or suggesting or uh, something like that. <laughs> yeah. So, so in that case, I know that it's going to be thousands of millions of search results yeah, uh, but no very exactly no conversion at all in that case i go negate but when it's something more specific two to three words 
very relevant to the product, I would rather not uh, negate it. Yeah. Nice. Um, now, another thing that, um, you know, is very important sponsor product is optimizing on, on the placement level, right? So that means uh, as you gather more and more data, you start mm -hmm. to identify patterns, you identify that some of the cues perform better at the top of the placement, some perform better in the rest of the search, mm -hmm. uh, things like that. And I wanted to hear your take on this. Like, what is usually your approach when it comes to optimization by placement? Will you would you create new campaigns just for the purpose of doing that? Will you do that on your original campaigns? And if so, mm -hmm. what is your 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 basically your action plan when it comes to optimizing placements? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, placement. I'm really glad you you talked about this point mm -hmm. because a lot of people missing this on optimization placement mm -hmm. and how important is the placement. Sometimes they go into optimizing all the levels of a key, uh, of a campaign, ad groups, your sponsored mm -hmm. products, keywords, and so on. And then it's still missing something because they forgot, because you know placement is at the first level of the campaign setting. So it's not yeah. to the level of the ad group. And they really miss to look into that and see what's happening because uh, that can bring you a lot of success or actually can uh, elevate and increase your, your spend and you're losing money and your ACOS is high and you're not understanding from where because actually of the placement. So uh, first of all, it's very important to look at that, to optimize it well. But as a matter of launching, let's say a campaign, it really depends on your strategy for that product and actually also your budget. Let's say if you okay. have a very limited budget, uh, but you still, you know that you have uh, a good base of keywords that can bring, bring you high traffic, high conversion based on previous yeah. experience on them, your data and so on. So you're clear and you're clean, but you don't want to really uh, bid so high because you need to respect the budget and so on. So I would go with down only. Down only uh, in this yeah. way, you actually stay in a safe way, in a way, mm -hmm. in a way or another, that you yeah. only decrease your bidding uh, when it's not really going to perform, but you don't actually risk on increasing the bidding because you know that your budget will not, will not allow you. So yeah. keep it that way. But uh, when it comes to, let's say, peak seasons, which we have all over the year, and you have some focus yeah. products, bestsellers, and you have good budget especially for that season, let's say Prime, Black Friday, and so on, and you're preparing your uh, lead, um, lead in phase, lead up phase, sorry, which is the phase yeah. before the event starting for two That's weeks, right. weeks in advance. And you want to really uh, aggressively bring the client or the customer to look at your product or to wait your deal to start rather than going to a competitor. So in okay. this case, I would go and bid up and down for some time to just see um, how this can 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 help, you know, your campaigns later during the leading phase during the event. So it really depends on your strategy where you wanna go. Because increasing uh, bidding up, it means you, you're actually telling the system to increase the bid by X percentage uh, uh, for this placement if it will convert into sales. So this yeah. actually give you a better overview on like what are the placements with with my, um, you know, convert better, with my perform better to later on adjust and optimize your campaigns uh, on the right way for the big days. Yeah. Okay. Very yeah. good. And and with the placement, um, just out of uh, thinking here in terms of the yeah. setup, would you say that 
when you start playing with this, is it more recommended to have one single campaign keywords or will you still play with that on campaigns that may have five or 10 keywords, but you still identify that, let's say, top of uh, placements perform well? Because uh, I bet, as you know, the only downside of placement optimization at the moment is that it's only done at the ads level. You cannot do it at the keyword mm-hmm. level. So I guess maybe you also have done that in the past of doing one keyword um, campaigns to play with the placements, right? Yeah, uh, you know, you know, A-B testing is very important when it comes to mm-hmm. campaign. When you have the time and you have the, you know, the the, the, the available, uh, all the factors uh, and everything, and you would like actually to understand more. So I would, of course, encourage to have A-B testing, test by one keyword, different uh, placements, different percentage, you know, and see which would be performing better. And based on that, later on, if you have, again, the budget not that big and you want to actually uh, strategize better, then you can pause whatever it's not working and keep up with the, with the campaign that worked better. Um, okay. but, but again, this is it's still something can work in X time, but will not work in Y time. Because again, a yeah. lot of other factors working in the back end and in the background are manipulating the whole system and the algorithm to my yeah. that maybe you will actually, you were expecting some results, but you will receive others. So, uh, I would rather then uh, do this, but actually with more uh, automated rule. So in this case, uh, you don't need to really go each time and do it manually because you never know what's happening. But but you put you set up your rule based on your goal, KPI goal, and you mm-hmm. let the system uh, you know do the job for you. And this yeah. would be an alternative, especially on high traffic seasons when you cannot do this for every single yeah. campaign every single product, every single category, brand, if you like, we're agencies and we manage yeah. of brands. So I think automation is very important for PPC and especially scaling uh, in such nice. times. And talking about optimization, this is also another question I wanted to ask you because, you know, people always have the misconception, oh, to keep the campaigns as optimized as possible, I should be doing changes on a daily basis. Some people mm-hmm. actually say, no, opposite, you should be doing every week. Some mm-hmm. people say every three days. So I know this depending on the brand or the level of traffic, mm-hmm. but based on your uh, overall experience, yeah. what would you say that is a good amount of days you should wait before actually, you know, start making changes? Because I guess you can also r- run into the mistake of doing over-optimization, which is actually also yeah. bad. You're just doing changes just for the sake of doing it, you know, and then that's even worse, yeah. Yeah, uh, I would say I will have a look twice a week Nice. Okay. Yeah, because and, and and when I say have a look, really have a look, not really touch or optimize or change mm-hmm. only if it's necessary. But it's very important because, yeah, there are some campaigns you can leave them for weeks running because you already set up your budget, your bidding, maybe your rules as well, either through automation or through advertising console. And then you can yeah. trust it will do the job. You know, we will not. Um, uh, you know, you will not, in, uh, how to say it, uh, exceed your spend or you will not That's actually right. fall into some high echoes because you manage it that and you let it work on the back end. But uh, it's better always to go and check because you never know. <laughs> so it's yeah, very important, to, especially for your, uh, let's say, best sellers. It's very important to mm-hmm. go and check twice a week. Uh, have it just yeah. to look. If your performance is going the right way, if you see in the KPIs on the way you wanna, you would like to see them when it comes to conversion rate, uh, return on ad spend, and so on. If you see something is out of the 
uh, of the scope or it's not something you were imagining or actually expecting, then you need and again and check what's happening, what's wrong with it to, in order to yeah. make the changes. Uh, but when it comes to bestsellers or like uh, the driving categories of your brand, it's very important to keep an eye or dedicate someone to really go and check on the performance. Uh, if it goes to low sellers, which actually you have a different strategy, which is more about bringing traffic to them, mm -hmm. more about brand awareness, then you know that you're not doing a lot of work in there and you want to keep it more organically. Uh, so you yeah. can visit it once in two weeks, something to see how is it going. So it depends really on your priority. Very good. And, and now the, the, the final question I had in mind as well, which is something that people have been talking a lot lately, yeah. is the day parting, right? Doing oh, optimization yeah. based on times of the days and all of that. And I know this is definitely can help, but I also feel like for the majority of people, if you don't have enough data, it's actually not, you're just guessing as well, because it could be that it just one day is down, but it mm -hmm. doesn't really reflect the long-term behavior of the market. Course, so yeah. I want to hear your take on this. Like when you will stay, is the right moment for a brand to explore day parting? And if you have explored, like have you actually seen some significant lift or it's really more like a, a typical thing within the Amazon space or oh, something new, let's everybody try, but really it doesn't really move the needle as, as much as we thought. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I think it's really very important now, day parting. Yeah. Uh, especially again going back to the peak seasons, <laughs> peak <Yeah>. time. <laughs> when you put that budget and that plan and that, you know, deals and you know, and you spend a lot and you invest in and you did a lot of efforts and you want really your campaign to convert and to confirm uh, to perform. Yeah. So uh, putting rules to manage your uh, daily parting, it's very important. And this is can be like you can look at your data, let's say you, you can check it one year, you know, ahead. Okay. So, for example, you can see the trends during a normal period, during a peak season, and based mm -hmm. on that, uh, you can actually, um, you know, uh, create your rules uh, towards your campaigns and let it also work uh, on, on the side. And it will help you a lot to uh, actually uh, not spend a lot of time and consume time, but in the opposite, to be more efficient uh, on uh, using your budget on the right hour when you feel it's yep. more converting and this is again it's not uh, really the same strategy used uh, everywhere but as you know every marketplace is different uh, every yep. category is different but especially every marketplace and the location as well so you need to be really careful careful on your reporting to check uh, what's how's your product is performing in the us compared to italy compared to germany because the schedule of work time is different and the schedule of high traffic is different and the schedule of converting is different. So you need really to study well uh, and localize your strategy based on the market and on the country and on yes. the, actually the purchase behavior of, of the customers. So because sometimes you find the client, a customer, uh, sorry, countries, uh, let's say in Europe, we have the top five European countries. Yeah. Uh, I'm including also here the UK, and yeah. uh, mm -hmm. but you know plenty of difference and a lot of difference between even neighboring country. Let's call them by names: Italy and France. So the yeah. 
coaches' behavior, uh, it's really different. So you need really to see where you have high traffic, but more where you have high conversion. So this is where you will limit your budget, increase your bidding in those hours, because you know the client will finish at 5, go home, I don't know, at 6.37. It's deals time, so you'll be sitting and looking until midnight, maybe. And you concentrate your budget or your bidding that time. But again, uh, every person is different. Maybe for another country, they're more chicken before they go to work. So maybe you increase yeah. your actually bidding during the time of waking up 6 a.m. to time yeah. start 9 a.m. So yeah. it needs a lot of studies and understanding your client, uh, your uh, sorry customers uh, from which market, uh, their purchase behavior throughout the year. And based on that, you create your rules to maximize your profit and your awesome. profit. Thank you very much, Sarah. So I, I know this PPC topic is, is such an interesting thing because you could, we could be speaking here for days. I mean, there's, there's so many things exactly. we can dive right into. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's, it's nice that we touch on a lot of things such as sponsored brands, yeah. sponsored product placement, even day parting, which is a hot thing now. I'm sure uh, I'm going to have you many episodes in the future because, again, I, I'm, I'm, there are so many things we can talk about and we're yeah. just scratching the surface, as people call it. Exactly. Uh, now, before we conclude uh, the episode, of course, um, I want you to just tell us uh, a little bit how, about how people can reach out and find you, sure. you and, and your company, because I'm pretty sure some people might be interested in yeah. doing support when it comes to uh, everything that you do around the Amazon ecosystem. And then I'll, I'll make sure to put it down in the description. Yeah. 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 Sure. So, uh, you can visit us on our website, which is uh, yes, ecommands.com. Yeah. Ecommands, it's written the same way as e-commerce, but yeah. instead of RN and instead of CS, ecommands.com. <laughs> <Yeah. so laughs> and uh, uh, if you're interested on getting in touch with us, you can fill in the contact form uh, or you can fill in the free audit form. And uh, we're happy to contact you back and we schedule a meeting together so we can see uh, what are your needs and what you would like to uh, us to visit? Yeah, awesome. and also on LinkedIn we are e-commands, and also my personal LinkedIn is Sarah Matala, as it's written. Yeah. <laughs> and also we are on Instagram. If some people would like to visit social media, also as at e-commands. Awesome! So thank you very much, uh, and I appreciate your time for being here. And I'm sure, as I say, we're gonna have you back to keep discussing PPC related stuff. And in the meantime. I wish you an amazing week ahead. And yes, thank you, thank you for being here. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very yeah. much, Vincenzo, for uh, inviting me. Thank you. Thank Have you. a nice Pleasure's day. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to The E-Commerce Lab by EcomC. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. While you are at it, we would appreciate it if you could leave an honest rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. That will make it easier for others to find out about the show and benefit from it. Want more? Visit our website at www.ecomc.com where you can get your first consultation for free. Or find us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn at ecomc.